Hi, I'm Gina Brandolino. This is The Patsy Tapes, a podcast devoted to the stories, wit and wisdom, and life experiences of my mom, Patricia Partak-Ketlar, better known to her friends and family as Patsy, and to me as Ma. Patsy is interesting, hilarious, deep, occasionally spooky, and has a flair for the dramatic. And I should know, I've spent my whole life listening to her. She helped raise a gaggle of stepkids, but also gave birth to two kids of her own, my sister Amy and me. On our birthdays, my mom always tells us the story of our birth. They're great stories packed with details like jukeboxes, plugged in in the middle of the street, at raging block parties, blocking my mom's way to the hospital, mean nurses who responded to my mom's scared tears by saying, that really isn't necessary. And her own mom, my grandma, making ominous oracle-like declarations just before my mom went into hard labor. We'll get to these stories in other episodes, I promise. For this episode, I asked my mom to tell me the story of her own birth. It seemed like a great topic for episode one. Obviously, unlike the stories of Amy's and my births, this story isn't one she remembers herself. But as you'll hear, it's surprisingly nuanced and detailed. Someone took the time to tell it to her carefully, and often, I'd guess. So I can see where her tradition of telling my sister and I the stories of our births may have come from. My mom was born in 1949 on March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. She's the middle child. She has an older sister, Sylvia, and a younger brother, Andy, who everyone in my family calls Sonny. When my grandma Sophie was at the hospital giving birth to my mom, she was alone. She and her husband, my grandpa, Andy, owned a tavern, and the two of them were the only bartenders, so Andy had to tend bar. Well, Sophie gave birth. And the delivery wasn't going completely smoothly. I was being born breech, so the doctor in those days went in and turned the baby and my mom had to wait in the hospital for me to come back down the birth canal. And then they put her in a twilight sleep. So I was born. My dad was home with my sister, Sylvia, running the bar. And she calls him. And she's like, Andy, I had the baby and you have a son. <laughs> my dad bought everybody drinks. It's a boy, cigars, blew this, blew that. My dad went to the hospital to see his son. And Dr. Carey was in there, and my mom said, I made a mistake, and you have a little girl. And my dad was very disappointed, and Dr. Carey says, well, if you don't want her, I could find her a nice home. And he said, I guess we'll keep her. The way my mom tells this story makes me think that, to her, it's sort of endearing and touching, and not really hurtful. After all, her dad said they'd keep her, right? It's almost as if she sees her dad's first reaction to her as a sort of cute joke. 
My grandpa died when I was pretty young, so I don't remember him well and don't have a lot of context to hold my mom's story against. But come on, grandpa. You can't do better than Patsy. But getting used to the idea of a baby girl wasn't the only adjustment Andy and Sophie made in the hospital with that new baby. There was also the matter of naming her. My name was supposed to be Doris, and the the sisters said to my mom that they had to name me um, Patricia because I was born on St. Patrick's Day. So, not a boy, but a girl. Not Doris, but Patricia. That's a couple of missteps right out of the gate. But Patsy found her footing, and the actual day of her birth has been the gift that keeps giving. Um, and that was a, so every time I, I just had a remark because I had to tell somebody my uh, birth date when I was getting some testing yesterday. And he said, Always a party on your birthday. I said, Somewhere there was always a party. And there still is. That's true. I just like the green bread and the green beer. And corned beef and cabbage. Ugh. Every year, people. But hey, Patsy likes it. One last thing. As my mom told me the story of her birth, another story sort of came out with it. Be advised that it's the story of a failed pregnancy and isn't graphic or gory but just in terms of the topic, may be disturbing to some listeners. My mom introduced it this way. Um, my sister and I are 18 months apart. Between in my, me, my sister and myself, my mother had um, a pregnancy that had to be terminated because it was a tubular pregnancy. More often called an ectopic pregnancy, my grandma's condition was caused by a fertilized egg growing in one of her fallopian tubes. In situations like this, the egg can't survive, and letting it grow can be life-threatening to the woman. My grandma needed to terminate the pregnancy. The problem was, her usual hospital, a Catholic hospital, refused to perform the procedure because they understood it to be an abortion my grandma ended up having to go to a different hospital, a non-Catholic one, to have the procedure that probably saved her life. In her 30s, my mom went through a fortune teller phase. She visited lots and lots of them. This failed pregnancy of her mom's came up in one of those sessions. My fortune told and they said someone that I knew had an abortion. And I said, nobody I know had an abortion. And they said, your mother had a child that was never born. So that was a child in the tube. That fortune telling session wasn't the first time my mom had heard the story of that pregnancy of my grandma's, but it's interesting that she connected it to the story of her own birth. It's definitely an acknowledgement of how risky pregnancy was in 1940s America especially if you happen to be Catholic. But it also paints my grandma Sophie as a very tough lady, full of heart, which she definitely was. Plus, my mom is always happy to tell a story with a fortune teller in it. 
The Patsy tapes are created by me, Gina Brandolino, in collaboration with my mom, Patsy Kettler. Music and other audio for this episode includes About That Oldie by Vibe Tracks, Summit by Johnny Easton, Celtic Impulse by Kevin McLeod, and The Approach by Hall Fix. Thanks to my podcasting guru, Pam Lack of San Diego State University, to my partner, Ellen, for editorial advice, and to you for listening.